Hi guys, welcome back to Daily Devo with Sarah. It's your host Sarah and I want to welcome you for joining me in this space today on another episode where we're going to be going through a Devo book called God's Wisdom for Navigating Life where we're going to explore the topic of wisdom and explore the specific subtopics that are given to us each day. For example, today is on experience and we're going to get right to it. Um... Today, I am happy because it's Friday. Obviously, who's not happy on a Friday? And I think as an adult, you become really thankful for honestly just like the smallest things like a Friday. (laughs) It's such a glorious day for us working people. And maybe you're the type of person who love your job so much to the point it doesn't even feel like a job. And then you're like, when you're paid Oh, wow, a bonus. (laughs) But, you know, that's just like not the case for all of us. So, yeah, um, applaud, applause, I mean, to everybody who is here and who went through the grind of the week and is ready to just chill out for the weekend. So I said we're going to get right to it. And of course I didn't because when do I not go on a tangent? All right, so the verses that we're reading off of for today are from Proverbs 1, 20 to 21. It goes, out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. So I just want to make a quick note that wisdom is not only personified here, it is gendered. It's a she. And I guess I'm curious as to why, because... um at least when it comes to other biblical language, when we talk about man and woman, I mean men and women just as like a whole society, we use male-dominated language like mankind, right? Um, even in the word human, it's human. Um, and so I wonder why suddenly we have this flipped where it's the female that gets the... I guess, attention in the language. I've always been curious. There has to be a reason. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way, especially females having been like second-class citizens back in the day and age when the Bible was written. Like, what brought about making this a female thing? I'm curious. If any of you guys know, please let me know. I have been dying to know this for quite a while now. It's just, I've brushed it under the rug, but if anyone is like in seminary, <laughs> if anyone it just happens to know this, then please just slide in my DM and let me know. Maybe I shouldn't have said it like that. Just message me, please. All right. So here, wisdom invites people to learn from her, but she does not do so from the ivory tower, but outside in the public square and public places in the city. Wisdom is developed only in experience. No matter how hard they study, the graduates of medical school, law school, and business school will become truly wise in their fields only out in the open. That is in real life experience. I absolutely resonate with this because I went through five years of college getting my degree in education and, you know, as a During that process, I took so many education classes and none of those classes equate 
equate it to the field experience that I had when I went into actual elementary and middle school classrooms and worked directly one-on-one with the students themselves and also the teachers and the other admins in the building. Nothing. They are night and day experience. And I think like the stuff that we learned in class was of course valuable too, but they were mostly concepts and theories and hypotheticals. But you know what, like when you're say working as a substitute teacher, while you're waiting, you know, waiting to get your license to actually teach and while you're still a college student and a kid comes up to you like crying hysterically and saying, she's hitting me and she's spitting on me like how are you gonna react your classes are not you know i'm talking to education people here like (laughs) your professors did not prepare you for that you know we talked about like all these you know um educators from the past and their the not oh my gosh why did i say theology their like theory on the best way to um you know child development like all kind of stuff like that fascinating stuff at the end of the day but practical for real life when you're actually teaching really no so i'm sure medical field education field sales field any field this applies so i think we're just opening up here saying experience is valuable no doubt about it proverbs is not a quote inspirational book with statements that immediately jump off the page at you absolutely i think people could have misconceptions about Proverbs and particularly this book in the Bible since it is known for discussing the topic of wisdom so in depth. But Proverbs, just like any other book in the Bible, is not a quick how-to guide. You know, it's not Wisdom 101. It's not those dummy series on wisdom. And here's why. Even though the majority of the content focuses pretty specifically on the topic of wisdom i think because this book is not just any book yes it's a collection of literature like other collection of literature out there in the world but while yeah like this text is legible and accessible to all because there's a holy element to this book I think like the heart posture with which you approach reading this truly matters when it comes to how much you maximize the, I guess, I don't want to use the word benefit, but like how much you maximize, yeah, like the goodness of this book, you know? I think when you're coming to this book just to grab some pithy sayings and phrases for you to run off with and motivate yourself with and inspire yourself with or put on like an insta post like that's not really gonna get you far because this book like any other book in the bible is meant to be the type of text that gets you closer to god you know like prompts you to you know revere god more and love god more like It is when you come with the attitude of like, God, teach me and you show me. Don't allow just my brain and my ability to process to, you know, like make something come out of this text. It's like, God, you reveal to me like all the revelation and all the wisdom has to be revealed by God. You just like having eyes that work. (laughs) And like reading through the words and just like processing in your brain, like that's not you know, gonna have you achieve probably what you want, you know, so I kind of read that sentence um, 
with that thought in mind. Wisdom cannot be conveyed by a series of TED Talks or, quote, executive briefings, unquote. It is inaccessible to people too busy for its method. It comes through first with experience and then with deep, honest reflection on that experience. It emerges only as we ask searching questions. When did I last see this illustrated in my life or someone else's? Where do I need to practice this? How would life be different if I did? What wrong thinking and attitudes um, result when I forget this? So yeah, just to like stop here for a moment too, apart from approaching the Bible with the, um, I guess, correct attitude or like the attitude, best attitude, I guess, to be approaching the Bible, um, being able to take the time and being willing to make the time to sit with yourself after reading any excerpt in the Bible and meditating on it, ruminating on it, chewing on it, that's what helps maximize reading this book as well in order to truly gain the wisdom that you're seeking. Um, remember how often Jesus, our teacher, often spoke in parables and answered questions with other questions, trying to get us to reflect, think, and grow in wisdom? Yeah, absolutely. I remember reading the New Testament the first time around frustrated me so much because um, I felt like Jesus was dodging questions, dodging people's questions and just being unnecessary, like please talk clearly, please talk normally. That's all I <laughs> was saying to Jesus over and over as I was reading the Gospels. But I realized later on that there was, you know, that was a very intentional move on Jesus. You know, he had a reason. It's not like he was not a good conversationalist and was trying to like play jokes on people, you know, <laughs> because honestly, even that was my thought too. It was just my assumption. But then... I think Jesus also wants to reveal things to people who really, really want it. It reminds me of that verse in New Testament. I forgot where. Um, and I am totally going to butcher it because there's no way I'm paraphrasing this <laughs> correctly. But it's something about not giving pearls or jewels to pigs. And that absolutely sounds like a verse touching upon the topic of wisdom because when you have something precious you don't just give it out to anyone because when you do the jewel or the gold or whatever you're holding in your hand loses its value and something so valuable even when you freely give it to people or whatever animals i guess in this analogy but you know ultimately people then there's no point it does not serve them you know they don't even recognize that it's a precious thing. So you've just wasted your gem or in real life, time, energy, whatever. So yeah, that comes to mind. And I think that's the same thing with the book of Proverbs as well. Very consistent with Jesus. You know, God honors people who really crave God, who crave, you know, growing in their relationship with them, or even if they are not yet like a believer, that they are seeking the truth and they are humbling themselves to learn from the Bible. And I think that's when God releases all the epiphanies, all the revelation, all the clarity. And, you know, God knows what each person needs. 
And that's what he offers when we come to him correct. <laughs> you know, we come to him with hunger. We come to him with desire to learn. We come to him with sincerity. And I think that's when Proverbs will make sense to us. And I'm trying to think about like how experience, which is the topic of today, is, you know, like relevant to all of this. And I think it's because, okay, when somebody, I'm just going to take Bible reading, for example, when somebody, whether Christian or not, is truly set on growing in God and learning about God, then they're not just going to do bare minimum, low effort things like just browsing through the Bible and skimming here and there with the attitude of like, oh, nothing makes sense. This is stupid. What am I doing? You know, but when you go approach the Bible and read it, like, oh, yeah, there's stuff I don't understand, but let me stick through. Let me try to like research, look into some words I don't know. Let me reflect on this. Let me come back to this. Let me ask a friend for this. Let me or directly ask God, like, God, what do you mean by this? And try to hear from him. Try to let him like plant thoughts of revelations in your head. Like when you wrestle with the Bible, when you wrestle with God, it's a concept that we use in the church. It's when you don't give up when things don't make sense. It's when you don't give up when you know what i mean not everything is so clear and not everything is so presentable and easy and accessible for you it's that kind of grind of experience that allows you to ultimately at the end receive that precious thing and that precious thing in this context would be a closer relationship with god and a closer relationship with god is not necessarily appealing to people who do not know god but I mean, I'm just going to say from having experienced a relationship with God for myself, you just don't know how good it is unless you have it. Until you experience it yourself um, on an intimate level with God, it's just it's just words. It's just me saying it's good, but you have no idea. You know, like I could talk about the greatest, like the yummiest food in the world, but is that going to mean anything to you if you don't get to try it yourself? Um, I'm not equating God to food, but I'm just trying to make a point. <laughs> so there's that. All right. So the question is, what has happened to you recently that was significantly good or difficult? Have you reflected on it with others to learn wisdom from it? Okay, so I can't think of anything in particular that like happened to me when it comes to like this happening being a specific incident or an event but I would say it's a moment that I had with myself when at the beginning of 2023 I sat down with myself and I took myself on a solo trip right it was super cool um I honestly just booked myself a hotel I still stayed local but I did drive a little far and I just spent that uh I guess two days those two days to just set my intentions for the year. And one of the intentions that I set for myself is not giving a fuck about what people think about me. And you know, that like, I think is going to really change the course of my life. Because, you know, from all the traumas that I've accumulated from childhood onto my adult life, from not fitting in in certain social contexts, I've like become a professional social chameleon and sometimes I would be good at it sometimes not but 
you know, I would always feel a little bit pathetic trying to adapt myself to make myself be better liked or well-received. And you know what? To a certain degree, being able to socially adapt yourself is important and it's beneficial for you. Like you should have some social skills to do that. But you should never do that to a point where you're, you feel like you're losing yourself and you're losing your authentic self because it is never worth losing your authentic self in order to have other people like you. And for me, I just had a revelation one day listening to this podcast by one of my favorite podcast hosts, um, Vic Alario, and she said something along the lines of, you know, no matter who you are, you're always going to be too much for some people, not enough for some people. But you know what? Like so perfect for some people that they're not going to be able to get enough of you. Like boom, because it took me a while to accept, you know, when I was like on that solo trip by myself, like, ew, like I'm one of those people, like those people pleasers. It was hard to accept for my pride (laughs) because I didn't think I was, you know, but I had to admit, like, not that I was, you know, such like a prime example of a people pleaser. um, Because, you know, as my friends would say, you know, Sarah speaks her mind, you know, she says what she needs to be said, and she doesn't hold back, you know, but I'm not gonna say that's always me 100%. And there are, in fact, moments where I'm manipulating the way I talk, the way I dress, the way I carry myself entirely, you know, in order for me to be better received based on what kind of people I'm surrounded by. And I just don't want to do that anymore unless it is absolutely necessary because I think what has ended up happening was I was attracting the wrong people, you know, because I wasn't showing up as my most authentic self. The people who ended up staying were there because, you know, their natural selves were at peace and at ease and at comfort, but I wasn't. And so those people, it would be comfortable to be around me. But then for me, it's very emotionally and mentally taxing because I got to keep up whatever image it was of myself that gravitated them towards me. You know what I mean? And the people that I, you know, would have wanted to gravitate towards me, I wouldn't really have. And so, yeah, that just like hit me with all my intentions. And so I guess that answers the question. Um, Have I reflected on it with others to learn about wisdom from it? No, not really. This is actually my first time verbalizing this out loud. So you guys get the honors. It has just been (laughs) me, myself, and I reflecting on this and thinking about this. But I would say that has been a good thing that happened to me recently. And um, sorry for cursing if that threw you off. And okay, here's the thing. I'm going to be completely transparent with you guys because that's what I said I'll do. Um, Like Christian and cursing. How do those go together, right? (laughs) Um, So I grew up being told by my parents, like, don't use nasty language, like cursing, right? And I didn't. Like, my language was very, very pure. And then in sixth grade, (laughs) I made this one friend who 
used to curse all the time and she did it so much and she cursed so well because you know there's a way to curse well and there's a way to curse like incorrect to the point it sounds weird you know like just use normal language but then she cursed so well and i'm like dude you're funny like and she taught me how to curse and ever since then like i've been cursing in my head and (laughs) i've sometimes i would sometimes say them out loud but yeah like i know ultimately you know, I'm thinking about some verses in the Bible where it says like, tame your tongue, let the words that come out of your mouth be holy and edifying. And does cursing do that? Not necessarily. So there's always like this (laughs) Christian guilt (laughs) that I have. Like every time I spew out like any sort of curse word in my head, it's like, there's like a little, um, I don't know, like angel or like, mini god like sitting in my head (laughs) lecturing me and reprimanding me saying like sin sinner but then at the same time i when i can't talk authentically as myself i feel like i sound fake and i feel like my message doesn't get delivered correctly so uh you know what there's like no final say on whether i believe it's like good to curse or not. I mean, ultimately, it's not, you know, it's not what I'm sure, you know, God would be pleased to hear me say. But this is just who I am and how I talk. And even when I pray to God, I will curse. And I'd be like, God, you know, like, um, I would say a couple months ago, I came home, and I was really like upset about something. And I went before God, because God knows how I'm thinking and feeling anyway. So I just said, God, I'm so fucking tired of this. Do you know what's happening with me right now? And then I just like being able to vent in to God in the rawest and most honest way possible. Like I just felt so comforted right then and there. And, you know, more than just like faking my language to present myself a certain way to you guys, even though I want to do my best to represent, you know, the best version of me as a Christian, um, what I feel most authentic in is presenting the, yeah, authentic me and the way that I speak included. So there's just a little tangent I just wanted to say. So there's that. Um, okay, so prayer for today is, Lord God, I know far too much about the Bible that I have not prayed and obeyed into my life. Rescue and help me. Keep me from being just a hearer of your word and not a doer of it. Don't let me deceive myself. And that verse is from James 1, 2, and 22, not 2 and 2. <laughs> um, so yeah, like this particular phrase sticks out like not just being a hearer of your word but a doer um i'm convicted to always be somebody who not just knows about god but knows god directly personally intimately um because if i just say like show up on sundays to have some dude in the front you know like not that i want to talk about pastors in a disrespectful way but just to make a point you know like just some guy in the front like telling me about god if i just do that and let that be like my main dose of hearing god's word then that's gonna be a very distant and superficial and shallow relationship i'll have with god but it is when i come home to myself and i open the bible and i talk to him and i hear him speaking to me in the solitude in the quietness 
you know, um, in the silence, like I hear his voice and I think that makes the deepest relationship and that makes me feel like more of a doer, you know, um, so yeah, rather than even that, just like accumulating knowledge by reading the Bible just to read for the sake of it. Um, yeah, I hope that I can become someone that who, yes, like values personal time with God, spends it generously and applies what the Bible says so that I'm not just somebody who absorbs the content and fills my head with knowledge without necessarily applying them because then I'm going to eventually become spiritually constipated <laughs> to use a graphic analogy here so yeah god um that is my personal prayer for today um in whatever area god you see me most needing to be a doer and not just a hearer whatever that message is allow me to have the heart to humble myself to that and obey and i pray this for any listener who are with me as well and in jesus name i pray amen so you guys that is it for today and um yeah tomorrow it's a weekend it's a saturday i feel like most of my listeners are tuning in on the weekdays not so much on the week yeah weekends probably because like we got stuff going on like same for me too but um i hope that you guys can join me on the weekends as well when we're like chiller in the mornings at least you know nobody's like getting up to like go out to the city you know at 7 a.m right so tune in then and let's start our morning with a fresh new um yeah with a fresh new dose of the bible um we're gonna be reading from proverbs 1 28 to 29 tomorrow on delaying so i guess we're talking about procrastinators i don't know We'll see. Stay tuned. But for now, I hope you guys enjoy the beautiful day ahead of you for the Friday. And if you're listening to this later, then have yourself a good night's sleep. Let yourself sleep in because that's what I'm going to do. All right, guys. Bye.